Janessa Durrani. I empower midlife moms to dream big, believe in themselves, and show them with clarity what's possible without sacrificing their role as an amazing mom. And this is my podcast, where each week in 20-ish minutes or less, I share my insights and strategies on how to start your journey from full-time motherhood to yourself and your next chapter. This month, I've been breaking down limiting beliefs and how they're standing in our ways. Limiting beliefs are beliefs that we've held onto since childhood that have prevented us from trying something new. It includes perfectionism, guilt, fear. And this week, we're going to tackle the one that I know each of us have uttered three times today. I don't have time. Can you relate? When I talk with women that I know are overwhelmed, are on a search for what's next, that I know really do deep down want to find more direction, more purpose, more passion. And I talk to them about what they could do to kind of jumpstart this journey. And inevitably, oh, Janessa, that sounds amazing, but I don't have time. I don't have time. I got too much going on. I don't have time. And on the flip side, when people hear about kind of my daily routine and how I get up early and how I meditate and do my morning pages and go on a a daily walk and all the things that I do, I get a lot of, oh, Janessa, how do you get it all done? I don't know how you do it all, Janessa. Here's the thing, my friends. It's not about time. It's about priorities. We put ourselves last, dead last, in the list of priorities. If I were to say, write down five things that are most important to you, are you on your list? Probably not. But we don't ever say when school calls and says, oh, your youngest is sick and they need to be picked up. You don't say like, oh, that's great. Too bad for him, but I don't have time. Or when a volunteer opportunity comes up and they're like, oh my gosh, Mary, you are awesome at this. And we would love, love, love for you to take on this venture for us. You like pop up and be like, oh my gosh, I would love to. Okay. We are choosing what we say yes to. And every time we say yes to something that's going to take our time and our energy, which is actually, I think, more valuable than our time, we have to remember that we're saying no to us and things that are most important to us, which is us. Okay? So you need to look at your whole life, everything, and really ascertain 
what is it that I really want and need? What does my family really want and need from me? What is the good I want to do in the world? And what does that take? How do I need to support myself if that is something that you have on your plate? How do I need to take care of myself? And what does that take? And then you need to look at what you got going and see if 17 carpools, three volunteer opportunities, and coffee with that friend that you really don't like, is that really aligning? And start to really understand what is most important. That's what I do in my Priorities Power Sessions. 30 minutes, we get down to business. We say, this is what you got going. This is what you need. This is where we need to edit. And this is your, this is your plan forward to get you to what you need. So what are the things that are typically great excuses, right? I mean, we're busy moms. We're busy. To say I don't have time is like a merit badge. No one's going to say like, oh, Mary said she's too busy. And so she can't do it. Everyone be like, oh, I totally get it. I get it. We're all busy. Totally get it. So it's an easy excuse, right? Like, and it has become such an easy excuse that now we truly believe it, even if it's not really true. Okay. So here's a few things. I get a lot of, oh, Janessa. I am running my kids around 24-7. I don't, I seriously don't have time. I am trying to keep all these balls in the air. We could do a whole podcast on letting our children's lives run our lives. And you have to choose you. And what is important to you and your family. And if having your children each in 75 activities is what is most important to all of you, again, you do you. But the other day, um, Zine was talking about his schedule and he has been on a robotics team this year that has been meeting three nights a week for three and a half hours. And he was saying that now they've gotten through competitions and so forth. And so it's more optional and that he has decided, and this was his quote, I have decided instead of scheduling my life around robotics, I will schedule robotics around my life. And right then and there, I felt like such a proud mama bear, right? For my kids to say to me, you know what? I slept really well last night and it's because I went to bed on time. Or I have a really big day tomorrow, so I need to go to sleep now. Or 
I know that I said I was going to do this, but I think it's better for me to just only have this one activity. We need to model to our children this idea of like self-restraint. I say this to you all the time. You can do anything, my friends, but you can't do everything. And as children, they need to understand that now. We don't need them burning out by the time they're 14. Everything looks bright, shiny, and fabulous for any activity. And each one by themselves is amazing. But when you put them all together, all we're doing is stressing them out. And in end, it's stressing you out. They too need to identify what is most important. What are their priorities? What are the ones that they're doing because they always have done? What are the things that they would like to try new? And what are the things that they have always loved and they really want to lean more into? Okay, that's the same questions I'm asking you to do. Really identify what it is that I'm doing. This is the other thing. When I say to someone, what are three things that, you know, just aren't serving you anymore? They name them off. I said, let's go. Let's let them go. This is, I said this last week in the guilt as well. And usually they will say, but it only takes an hour. It only takes an hour. It's really not that bad. Like, it's really not that bad. Okay. If you have even four activities that each take an hour that you don't love, that aren't aligning with what is important to you and aren't things that you absolutely have to be the person to do it. Think of that like that catch in your heart or that in your gut every time you see it pop up in your calendar and you're like, ugh, ugh. If you have any ugh feelings about these activities, it is wearing on your energy, okay? It is something that we need to let go. Even if it only takes an hour once a week or every two weeks or even once a month. Because it takes your valuable time and it takes your valuable energy. I don't get any more time than you do. We all are given 24 hours in a day. We all should be sleeping eight of them. 16 hours is a really long time. It really is. I don't know the math, but that's a lot of minutes. And if we can all agree that you can do amazing things in 30 minutes, you can do amazing things in 10 minutes, you have endless amounts of hours. It's just how are you using them? How much of your time is wasted in lost time? How much time are you giving away to others 
that is fill is not filling your cup. It's actually sucking you dry. Okay. So we get into this idea that, oh, we're busy. We're busy. We're busy. We're busy. We can't do anymore. We can't do anymore. We can't do anymore. And it does help you in deflecting a lot of things that you're right. You don't have time for and shouldn't do. But at the same time, you are deflecting so many things that could help you live fully, wholly in your life. Items that would help you find direction, your passion, your purpose for you to get charged up, for you to get excited every day because you're like, oh, no, too busy, too busy, too busy, too busy. Okay. There's also this piece around energy. We only have so much energy in a day and we need to protect it. So while something might only take an hour, it takes all the energy that we have for that day and we're depleted. Then we're running on a deficit. And then seriously, anything that's fun and exciting that comes up, you're you literally like, I just can't. I just can't. I want you to think of yourself as your battery. You're recharged each evening for the next day. And think of your phone. If it gets to one bar, we're like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, where's my charger, right? But when we get to one bar, we're like, I can do more. I can do more. Let me keep going. I just have a little bit more left. Now, my friends, it's also very important to understand where you stand. Do you have a deficit in time or do you have a deficit in energy? Because the remedy is different for both. We could carve out extra time in your schedule, but if you're still drained of your energy, you're not going to feel like filling it with the things that are going to, again, fill you up. So the best way to first identify if you really do have no time is to do a time audit. Think of this as like when you're counting calories, they'll ask you, you know, Write down everything you ate today. Over the next three days, you could do it two ways. One is that you could just keep a notebook and each, every time you change, I'm doing this now, I'm doing that now, you change, um, have a transition, you can write it down. Or you can just think, this is my typical week. And from this time to this time, I do carpool. From here to here, I'm working. From here to here, I'm making dinner. We go grocery shopping on Saturdays, whatever the case is. And do it in blocks and see where is the time in between. I promise you that you do not have zero minutes in your day left. You just don't. 
once it's all on paper, then you can take a look of like, this is not a good use of my time. Here's an example. I used to do a ton of food prep, Saturdays and Sundays, grocery shopping, and a ridiculous amount of food prep, hours and hours. And I felt so good because I'm like getting our family ready for the week. I am like, I got pasta going. I have rice going. I have vegetables going. I've got things cut up. I have salads in jars. I've got eggs, egg cups in the oven. I'm doing all the things, right? But when I did a time audit, I was still spending like an hour each night making dinner. I was like, what the what? Like, I'm doing eight hours on the weekends and I'm still doing an hour each night. Like, I am taking valuable time of my weekends away from my family, trying to make our family great and easy and so forth. And it was just eating up time where I could just, each night when I'm making dinner, make more of X, Y, Z and have leftovers. And I just opened up eight hours of time on my weekend. Okay. So we really need to look at that time. Same goes for, and I am a, I have a problem in this regard, my phone. I go on, I'm just going to check it for a second and I go down the rabbit hole. The amount of time I waste in a given day is kind of ridiculous. And I don't think I'm alone. So there's a lot of time that we can find in our schedule. Okay? And then you have to get creative. When Zane was in preschool, it seems like nine million years ago, we picked a preschool that was a co-op. And that's where... The teachers worked for the co-op and so forth, but the parents were volunteers and we took turns bringing in the snacks and helping in the classroom. And as a mom of only one at that time, it was awesome. I loved, loved, loved that preschool, but it was a good 20 minutes away from my house. And preschool is like an hour and a half long. So to drive 20 minutes there, drop him off, drive 20 minutes home, and then have to go 20 minutes back, I would have gotten about 35, 40 minutes at home. It takes me 10 minutes just to remember what I was doing before I left and just not a good use of my time. So, but I needed every minute of my time. At that age, I would get up at about 4.30 or 5 each morning and work until 7 before he would get up. And then he was up and so forth. And then I would work during his naps. But at four, like he was kind of done with naps. So that time during preschool was imperative for me. And so what I used to do was I would just stay in the parking lot and I would lop onto their Wi-Fi. I'd have my laptop and then I would bring work with me specifically that I could do from the car. And I did heads down for an hour and a half and got it done. For any of you moms out there who've ever worked only on a nap schedule, you know you can do amazing things 
in 90 minutes. If we stay focused, we can move mountains. I always say, if you give me an entire day open, I'm not going to get anything done. I work in tiny crevices of time. So school pickup line, on the sidelines of soccer, at the dentist's office, so on and so forth, always have something that you can get done. Use that time effectively. Even if it is, that's where you're going to do your hobby. Take your knitting, take your zentangling, take your art journal, whatever the case is. Use the time. You have time. Use it. So here's what I'm saying. Overall, saying you don't have time is really just an excuse to avoid living fully and wholly in your life. Because it's scary. We have fear of trying something new. We have guilt for taking time away from our family. We have perfectionism that makes us wait until everything is perfect before we start something. All of those are tied to time. And as busy moms, as I said, it's our merit badge. We're busy. I get it. But by staying in this busy mentality, you are saying no to you. And you need you. Because nobody else is coming to save you, my friend. No one else is going to come and create time in your schedule but you. And I'm sorry. If you think you're going to miraculously have time once your kids go to school, once your kids go to college, once your kids are out of college, the perfect time for you, there is no such thing. Okay? The perfect time and a magical unicorn are both not real. Okay? So I hope you take this topic to heart. I want you to pause before you say, sorry, I don't have time. And really think about what you're saying no to. I want you to really look at what is most important in your life and what you need to live fully and wholly in your life. And then determine if this is something you want to let in or something that you want to say no to. But again, the first step I have for everyone working with me is a priorities power session for this purpose. It really starts with stripping everything down to what you need. What is your priority? And then everything else starts to fall into place. You can then choose what you need and you can easily start to edit what no longer serves you. I promise you, you have 30 minutes to commit to you and aligning your priorities. You can book it today at janessadurani.com or check out the link in this week's show notes. 
And next week, we start a new theme of connection within the Daily Practice Masterclass and here on the podcast. So join me next week.